Hello, welcome to Tiz Talk. Welcome to Tiz Talk. I'm Mary Myers. And I'm Julianne Murphy. It's the week beginning the 30th of January. We've got local oral history with Christine Gray's memories of Tisbury's laundry. It was lovely. That was my happiest days at the laundry. Followed by This Cold Camp's What's Ons. And then Mary finds out all about West Wilkes for Ukraine from Leonard Potter. Through Ukraine's suffering, we were actually watching evil. You know, that's just something which is not right. And so I, I can't just sit and not do anything. And then we finish with birds on Walmead Farm. In the winter there's bramblings, chaffinches, yellow hammers particularly, there'd be skylarks. And how good are you at recognising birdsong? A few weeks ago I met up with and talked to a woman called Christine Gray, who has deep roots in this community going back to her grandparents and further. She has memories of a very different Tisbury from what most of us would recognise today. Lots of pubs, successful local industry and a high street full of shops serving a close-knit community. Christine was born in the last year of the Second World War. I talked to her for quite a while and will play some of the recordings over the next few weeks to share snippets of her accounts of life in the last century in Tisbury in this village all my life, 77 years, born and bred here. And were your mum and dad from here? Dad was from, from Anstey and mum was born in the quarry. Okay. She was actually born out by the, that was, on the, the cross. She was actually born out there in a little cottage. Was she? And then they lived in the top quarry and then they moved down to the co-op. And what did your father do? Uh, my father worked at the mill, what is now the flats in the square, you know, the flats by Albany House? Yes. That was a mill. Um, uh, for is milling. that the brewery? What was the brewery before it... then? Oh. Was a mill. I spent hours and hours down there. I had a very happy childhood. Did you? I, I, we went out on the, I went out on the lorry with Dad, all around the farms everywhere. Um, wet days, if he was working in the mill, I went in the office and I sat with the girls and kept me busy. Okay. And what did your mum do? Was she a housewife? Uh, well, before she was married, she worked at the laundry. And then after she was married, she did various jobs. She worked at the Boot Inn and she worked for Mrs Corp, who used to be the teacher here and various people. And then she went back to... Oh, then she worked at the chemist and then she went back to the laundry again. I see. And at the end, she was the man's dress of the laundry. Oh, OK. Now, the laundry was on the corner of the avenue. Yes. Near, just beyond the post office. Yes. And and you worked there, Christine. And I worked there as well, for a number of years. Did you? Yeah. And yeah. tell me about the laundry. Well, it was a big going concern in those days. You know, they went miles round. They, um, they went right up as far as devices. So a commercial laundry? Yes. For hotels, big houses? Yes, yes, things like that. So, you know, they covered every aspect of the of the laundry and then they had the dry cleaning, which I ran the dry cleaning for quite a number of years. How many people worked there? Oh, gosh, I suppose about 30, maybe. Oh, really? Mm, probably, yeah. We had great fun. Did you? <laughs> it was lovely. That was my happiest days at the laundry. 
So I think I did almost everything in the laundry. I didn't do ironing, but I think I covered everything else that was done in the laundry. Not the washing, of course. Right. So it was, there was washing machines? or There was big washing machines, and then there were tumble dryers. And, of course, you had to sort the laundry when it came in. So you had to sort everybody's, uh, whatever they had, underwear, yeah. um, kitchen towels, bathroom towels, whatever Sheets. it may be, shirts into different bins and um, and uh, some were undescribable. And then they had what they called the calendar, which was a big roller for rolling the sheets, ironing the sheets. You had to fold them up, put them in a pile, and then they were all, you'd look at the number and fill up the box with their clean laundry. When I first came here to Tisbury in the 80s, that laundry was still there. Yes, that was Mr Bale then. So what year did it close down? I don't really know. I can't remember. Um, it would have been, I would have thought it was early 90s. What a shame. I wish I it was still there. Before Mr. Bell was Mr. Gilbert. He came down from it, that. Mr. Matthews and his mother, Miss Lee. And um, can remember the laundry before then, but that's um, who I worked for. And uh, so do we have any idea when the laundry was first set up there? Well, I know from history, it was started by John Bennett at Pitt House. Jack Bennett. Okay. It was started by him. Uh, what year that would have been, I don't... Well, I tell you what, it would have been about when my mum left school, so she would have been about 14. So... And she oh, would be 100 now. She, she would be 100 now. So Christine's mother worked in the laundry after she left school, age 14, and that would have been in the 1930s. Next time... Christine tells me about life growing up on Tisbury High Street in the early 50s. Tis Talk, a podcast from Tisbury on tistalk.buzzsprout.com. Now for What Songs with Liz Colecamp. Well, there's lots happening in Tisbury this week. Starting with Monday, if you're looking for something to lift your spirits and set you off for the week with a kick in your step, then treat yourself this evening to a really, really brilliant feel-good film on the big screen at the New Vic at Tisbury. It's called My Octopus Teacher, and it's being put on by the Tisbury Natural History Society. The film tells the story of a diver who discovers an unusually curious octopus that becomes a major force in his life. It starts in the Victoria Hall at six o'clock this evening. Tickets on the door, two pounds, and it's free if you're under 21. And it's one pound if you're a member of the Natural History Society. On Tuesday, Tisbury Youth Club gets together from 5 to 7pm at their clubhouse, which is up behind the swimming pool. And it's for ages 10 to 18. You need to contact Zeta Hooper on 07840907698 or go to the Tisbury Local Youth Network's Facebook page. Flower arranging expert Norma Dawkins will be the guest speaker at Tisbury Flower Group's first get-together for the year, which is also this coming Tuesday at 7.15 in the evening in the Hinton Hall, and that's adjacent to St. John's Church. Norma will be demonstrating a small pedestal flower display, and new members and guests are always welcome. Contact the chair, who is Tricia Carroll, on 01747871954. Did you know that our amazing door-to-door community bus service, TISBUS, 
doesn't just take members on shopping trips to Shaftesbury and Salisbury and Gillingham and Warminster. It actually does some very super outings to all sorts of interesting places. Here's Tisbus secretary, Anne Ralphs, and driver Susie Ladbrook to tell you more. Have you heard about the members' trips for Tisbus? No, tell me about them. They're absolutely brilliant. Early in February, they're going to Milestones, Basingstoke. Do you know about Milestones? Yes, the Living History Museum. Well, last year when they went, it was hugely popular and a great success, so we thought we'd go back. Later on in the year, we visit garden centres, farm shops, and we're going to Laycock, the National Trust Village. Do you think it sounds exciting? Certainly does. But my favourite is the beach. Oh, well, in the summer, we do go to the beach. We go to Swanage, we go to Bournemouth, and we're going to Weymouth this year. So you get an opportunity to go to the seaside on Tisbus. This Wednesday, the Tisbus outing is to Milestone's Living History Museum in Basingstoke. Entrance concession is £14, and those who have retained this year's tickets can reuse them. The Tisbus fare is £20. If you need to book a seat or for membership details, contact Dave Miles, the coordinator on 07500 802525, or go to the Tisbus website. For mums and dads with babies and tots, Tisbury Tots meets every Thursday from 9.45 in the morning to 11.45. It's at the Hinton Hall. And this is a weekly safe space for children to play and for grown-ups to meet each other over tea and coffee. It's £2 per child and please bring your own reusable cup with lid for teas and coffees. There's more information on the Tisbury Tots Facebook page. If you're aged 10 to 18 looking for something to do on Thursday night, well, why not join Tisbury Youth Club? They get together up in their clubhouse behind the swimming pool and that is from 5.30 to 8pm. The Youth Club also houses the Tisbury's community larder and that is open Monday to Saturday from 9.30 until 3.30 in the afternoons and on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 9.30 to 7 in the evening and that's stocked with tins of food, tasty treats, toiletries, winter clothing and blankets. The contact is Zeta Hooper or you can go to the Tisbury Local Youth Network Facebook page for more information. There are also free logs and kindling for local people People and families in need. If you'd like some, contact Jackie, J-A-K-I, at seedsforsuccess.org.uk. Don't forget, on Saturday, it's the Tisbury Country Market from 10 to 11 in the morning at the Victoria Hall. Along with delicious locally produced food, arts, crafts, it's the place for your spring plants. Contact is Dawn Wilton if you want to order, because they do do orders on 01963 371232 or email dawn at hardingsfarm.co.uk. And if you're looking for something interesting to do on Sunday, well, Messams has two new exhibitions. Around 30 works by the artist and sculptor Brian Taylor will be on show, including many bronze sculptures which have rarely been on public display since the early 1960s. And British sculptor Lawrence Edwards' bronze statues return to Messams in a new exhibition. It's entitled A Gathering of Uncertainties. Entry is free and there is a restaurant cafe on site. Messams is open Thursday to Saturday from 10 till 5 and Sunday to Monday from 10 till 4. For more information, go to the Messams Wiltshire 
website. That's all from me. Have a fun week. Mary went up to Greenwich off Hindon Lane to talk to Leonard Potter about what inspired him to help with the ongoing needs of the Ukraine. I'm Leonard Potter. I live in Tisbury. I came across New Forest for Ukraine when I was watching Countryfile one day. Um, New Forest for Ukraine is a community interest company. Their work is purely charitable and they're run by volunteers, of which I am one. Okay, so what are your actions for Ukraine? Well, the very basic um, process is to encourage people to make donations by dropping leaflets in their letterboxes. We've also put leaflets in the Focus magazine. Great. So this is donations that are going straight to Ukraine. So what sort of donations are needed? It's a whole list of, of basic ones. Anything, basically, that's life-sustaining that's going to help people keep warm, especially in the Ukrainian winter. Anything like duvets and pillows, sleeping bags, blankets, crockery, food, baby food, baby supplies, toiletries, pet supplies, medical supplies. If you go on to the website, which I'll give you at the end of this um, mm -hmm. interview, um, there's an opportunity for people to do some knitting, specifically scarves or hats or mittens or anything. So... What are the logistics? There's a regular vehicle that goes over? Uh, yeah, we, there's a, a company that are doing um, deliveries from their based in devices and they do deliveries. Obviously, one of their routes is down to Limington, so they will p pick up from us here in Tisbury. It's a Mercedes Sprinter that we can fill up to the brim and then it goes down full and it's all unloaded in the warehouse down at Limington and then volunteers sort out all the donations into their respective categories so that they can then be packaged neatly and efficiently to go across to Ukraine. The whole sort of motivation for me was realising that we were, through Ukraine suffering, we were actually watching evil, you know, spread its sort of nasty force over a, a perfectly innocent country that didn't need to be invaded or, or have its freedom taken away. And that's, mm. that's, you know, that's just something which is not right. And so I, I can't just sit and not do anything. So you were saying that you've had quite a good response over Christmas. It has been good over Christmas, but actually it's been a steady, a, a steady feed of donations all the way through right. uh, from the start. Yeah. And most of the uh, donations go into small vehicles and are taken right through into the heart of Ukraine and right in behind enemy lines invariably for citizens who are trapped in the war zone. For example, there are very elderly people who didn't have the mobility to get out you know, the conflict areas and um, orphanages. You know, people are seriously vulnerable. And you're very sure it's getting through, are you? Well, the, the main thing is, is that the because there are small vehicles going to specific charities in Poland and Ukraine that then take, take it in small quantities in people's cars sometimes, in, in small vans, you know, going right into the heart of Ukraine. It's not a central sort of distribution depot and everybody comes and helps themselves. It's, it's, it goes right through to the front line invariably and where, where people need, right. desperately need help. Yeah. So can you just explain about the depot, where it is and how people can drop stuff off? Well, they don't have to worry about getting to Limington because all they need to do is go to our drop-off site, which is clearly signed at Bratch Farm, West Hatch, which is between Semley and Tisbury. 
So once it gets to the donation drop-off site, it sits there until there's enough to, to obviously fill up a van and then it's taken delivered down to, to Limington. At Bratch Farm, there's a building that's open. It's undercover, but it's got an open doorway. It's an old dairy unit and you can leave it, things in there. And then at the end of the day, they will be then moved across to a lock-up on the other side of the farm. The site's monitored every day. Right. Warm. Yeah, so if people have got a sleeping bag or a duvet, they should wrap them... Or just, put them in a, just put them in a plastic bag, and yeah. a bin bag or anything clean. And, or they, they could even be put in a suitcase, and we could take the suitcase as well, because that's, uh, suitcases are also needed. Uh, we had a, a a very kind lady, local lady, who said, well, I'm going to give all of my heating allowance because I don't need it. Yeah. She gave £250. Another lady ordered three brand-new duvets from Marks & Spencer and had them delivered because that, that was what she felt was important. Fantastic. So they went... You know, there are little stories like that, really. It's just a case of getting the information out to as many people as possible, and the ones that respond will and will give, and that, that's fantastic. Great. What about... Have you had any kind of pushback from people who are sort of saying, well, we're living through a cost of living crisis? No, none of it, none of it, no. I haven't heard anything at all, no. For as long as there is trouble in Ukraine, there is a need from the civilian, a desperate need by the civilians for aid that we can give them. Mm. At least we can do something to make, make people feel that, you know, they're, they're not forgotten and uh, left completely on their own. Some key statistics on what's been achieved so far... There have been £1.37 million worth of aid deliveries, 75 truck deliveries to Poland and Ukraine, including 3,000 trauma packs, 24 generators. There are 23 drop-off sites in the New Forest. There are seven national collection centres. Oh. Tisbury's one of them, yeah. Right. So this New Forest for Ukraine has got this oak leaf and sort of blue and yellow flag of Ukraine. Yes. Uh, look out for that. And your phone number, please, Leonard? It's 01747820374. That's you? That's me. The website is newforestforukraine.co.uk and there you will get all the up-to-date information that you need. Yeah, great. Thank you very much. OK, it's a pleasure. Just to repeat that... The website is www.newforestforukraine.co.uk and if you'd like to donate something, such as duvets and pillows, sleeping bags, blankets, crockery, food, baby food, baby supplies, nappies, toiletries, new underwear, pet supplies or medical supplies, you can drop it off at Batch Farm, West Hatch, Tisbury, SP3 6PE and that's between Semley and Tisbury. I'll just give Leonard Potter's phone number again. It's 01747 320374. So I caught up with Peter Shalcross on his farm at Warmead and he's got um, lots of containers full of birdseed and he explained what he's doing with them. So this is the fat hen going into the, the bag. So I'm just making a mix... And this, is, um, this has got some wheat which has um, been on the floor, so it's got a bit of dirt in it. So this will have to be spread. So I'm just making a bag up of mixed seed, um, which I'll spread on the ground in a strip, like on a track or very short grass where the birds can find it. Um, and it's got to be next to a hedge so the birds feel safe when they land, when they land on the ground eating, so they can quickly get away from sparrowhawks 
and that sort of thing. In the winter, there's bramblings, chaffinches, yellow hammers, particularly there'd be skylarks, sometimes red pole. So there's, there's a whole variety of, of and rat, you know, the normal ones like robins will come down dunnocks. Um, it's surprising how many birds will find it. So we've, we've come up to Chantry, where the dew pond is. So I've employed Nick Adams, who used to work for the RSPB. He's a, he's, he just knows birds, he's a bird man. And he did a survey here. And in the summer, there were two pairs of reed buntings, which were nesting here um, and had, had, and I saw the offspring later. And they were maintained by this, by the pond, because they were here because of the water and also because there's feeder. So they had a constant supply of food all the summer. So this is part of the mid-tier scheme which I've applied for and got funding for two tonnes of mixed seed to give to the birds over the winter. So there's a mixture of um, feeders being uh, providing food but also a scattering of food on the ground. Farming has changed so much that isn't the food over winter that it used to be in the stubbles. That's not the weed seed. If it wasn't for you and other farmers like you, they'd be in decline, I suppose, finches. Yeah, and to a certain extent, bird feeders uh, help, but um, you know they're obviously in, uh, in all together in yeah in towns. So the, this is more in the right place where there's the, the other habitat which they like as well. And, and you know we're next to a hedge here, so there's a certain amount of cover. So we're by the Slowy Lagoon. Um, it's a bit of a mess up here, which birds obviously like. There's lots of um, fat hen. Um, apart from the pheasants which are here, there's quite a lot of chaffinches. We saw a song thrush, which will be here because of the, the slugs and things. Uh, what else is there? There's goldfinches there for the seed. Um, there's often pied wagtails, probably 20 or 30 lens yeah, you can lovely. see. Yeah, lovely, in, in, in a the flock tree. there, yes. Yeah. And then bef just before we came, I saw a lot of thrushes, which are probably field fares and red wings flying off in the distance. So, yeah, I suppose there were, I don't know how many, were 50, 80 birds here, weren't there? Yes. Oh, that's good. Talking of birds, we're recording this during the Big Garden Bird Watch weekend, organised by the Royal Society for the Protection of Birds, RSPB. Mary spent an hour or so looking out on what birds visited her garden and recorded this one. Can you identify it? That's all from us this week. So we've been Mary Myers and Julianne Murphy and special contributor Liz Cole-Camp. We'd love to hear from you. You can contact us on tistalkradio at gmail.com. You can listen every week to a new episode of Tistalk, and you can find any episode you've missed at tistalk.buzzsprout.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Just search for Tistalk, that's all one word. And also look out for us on the Nextdoor app. And now also on Instagram on Tistalk Radio. So do listen in next week for more stories from Tisbury. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.